Hey, and welcome to This Week in Games, a podcast series from the fine people at Deconstructor Fun. Now, today we're doing something different. So, two things. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about one single article, and that is Zynga's attraction, uh, Zynga attracting a takeover interest from rival game companies. The second interesting thing about this podcast, and this is the, this is the even the more interesting thing is that we have a new guest, and his name is Merrick, Mr. Eric Kress. So Eric has a career that spans 20 years and includes high-level roles in corporate strategy, capital market research, business development, investment banking, and marketing. Eric has a deep investment expertise in the technology industry, having worked and is still working with companies like Google, Sega, Funplus, Kabam, and EA. So Eric brings that... Um, not only the seniority to this podcast, but he also brings that incredibly valuable insight into mergers and acquisitions and why or why not should certain company buy another one. So I hope you enjoy this podcast or this episode. I truly did. And if I may ask you one thing, dear listener, and that is to please rate this podcast and write a review. Uh, we enjoy the emails you're, you're sending us. We're enjoying the tweets we're getting. We enjoy the uh, the off-the-record conversation that is happening uh, after these podcasts. Uh, but we ask you only one thing, and that is uh, write a review. So hope you enjoy this. Till next time. We are live. JK. Hey, hey, how's it going? Yes. Uh, and, everything. And, and yeah. you you are kind of losing your voice right now, and you are in Israel. Is that right? Yeah. So so good part is that we have Mr. Eric Gross here with us. Uh, the bad part is that that um, I'm I'm on the last end of my voice. You know, a typical typical conference trip. So 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 um, yes, I'm in Israel, and um, and we have important topics and great guests. Yeah, and just for the audience, so for today's episode of Twig, we are going to be talking about a single article, and this is Farmville Maker Zynga is Drawing Interest from Gaming Rivals. Uh, it was an article published by Bloomberg. And as Mishka alluded to, we have a special guest with us today, Eric Kress. Eric, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been uh, in the game industry for about 20 years. I worked at EA for about seven and Kabam, uh, the mobile game company, for two. And I've been covering video games for investors for about 10, uh, three years recently on my own at Gossamer Consulting. All right. So so why don't we go ahead and jump into to the article? And, and, and uh, the summary of this article is, is as follows. So, so Zynga, Zynga shares rose as much as 16% after this Bloomberg report was published. And it's basically the biggest move for Zynga stock since early 2014. Um, uh, so it, it, it came down to like up 11 or 12% after, after the report. But the market cap now is around $3.7 billion or, or $4.30 per share. And they're not quite where they were uh, five years ago, but but definitely a, a pretty big increase based on the news. And the and basically the news uh, that Bloomberg reported was that Zynga had received preliminary approaches, though no formal talks are taking place at the moment uh, to to you know to acquire the company. And uh, more more in in terms of like. 
Um, the reasons why people think that this makes sense or why Bloomberg thinks this makes sense is that uh, first, uh, Mark Pincus has stepped back from the company for a second time. And he's, he's actually wound down a lot of his shares. And um, when you look at the current management team, there are eight former EA execs. And so um, some of the uh, you know, uh, some of the speculation by the, the folks at Bloomberg were that, um, that EA may be a primary, um, you know, candidate is, is, is one of the companies looking to acquire Zynga as well as Ubisoft, but likely not Activision given that, um, they have the recent King acquisition. So, um, you know, a uh, couple of big questions based on this news. And I, I know this is, this is news that um, a lot of folks in the industry have been talking about. So, you know, the first question out to uh, Mishka and Eric, um, who do you guys think is a buyer and what, what, what do you, what do you um, think about this news? Um, Eric, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm going to back up a little bit because I think, you know, the story behind uh, what's gone on with Zynga for the last couple of years is interesting because I've been pretty bearish on the company since I've covered it since it went public um, just because I just don't think Pincus was the right manager for the job and he kind of missed the whole mobile move. But since Frank took over, um, I've been relatively bullish on the company and Frank and I worked together at EA um, and I kind of respect his kind of strategic vision for, for the company. But fundamentally, all he really wanted to do was streamline the operations, basically focus on a few products, optimize them, build out um, live ops and, and, and better UA strategy and execute against those products and cut kind of the rest. And so that allowed him to cut costs pretty dramatically um, and then also like optimize and increase revenue for the, their core franchises, particularly on the casino games. Um, and for the most part, he's been very, very successful in the last couple of years doing that. Um, however, over the last couple of quarters, that, that kind of growth has kind of slowed. And what they did ultimately was buy Graham Games, which I think was more of a revenue filler than necessarily a strategic growth vector um, in terms of their their portfolio going forward, but but it actually created a great great situation for them this year in which they can continue to grow revenue despite the fact that their core core um, products are not as growing as much. And so for them, their real next growth vector is going to be their new products. And they have a Farmville game, a Farmville match game. They have a simulation game in development um, by the uh, SimCity guys in Helsinki. Um, and they just announced the Star Wars um, license, which I think is interesting, except Natural Motion does not have a great history of building out uh, software products, uh, you know, like it's, games that uh, make money. Willy Wonka, right? Uh, instead of a Farmville match game? Is that the Willy Wonka game? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Willy Wonka match game. Excuse me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so from my perspective, as, as looking from the investment perspective, I think their prospects look pretty good. I think they're they're they're... Uh, expectations in the marketplace are not that are, are achievable. Um, and I've been relatively bullish on the company from this standpoint. Having said that, as an acquisition target, I think they create some kind of an issues for, for particularly Western companies, um, particularly on EA's side, because I think uh, they are pretty expensive for the earnings potential that they have. Um, and any deal with EA would likely be dilutive to earnings, which would not be good for EA. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on, on the product portfolio and where the synergies may lie within EA to offset this, um, you know, the dilutive effect of the acquisition. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. I'm going to gather my voice. Um, so 
so I, I I've also you know been looking at that Zynga naturally and EA and other game companies more from the uh, portfolio perspective and what kind of games they're having and and how those games succeeding and then having this uh, sort of a basic taxonomy where I've divided their their games into diff- different segments and through that really looking at how their games are faring against the direct competitors in that category in that genre and as well as in that sub subcategory. So <clears throat> just looking at their portfolio and then overall Zynga's performance during last year. Even though the uh, the revenues have been declining, and naturally that that happens when you're not launching new products, and even companies like Gram, which they bought, though they brought users, but essentially those are, as as Eric you said, a revenue drivers, and then and Gram hasn't been releasing globally new games, even though the, the game development, as as people in the industry know, in 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 company like Gram is is extremely fast and and very lean, and and actually. opposite on on the ways how how Zynga operates. So the games are quite simple. Um, Also, a fun fact, Merge Dragons were more like a more kind of like a bot game and not not directly built at Gram, even though it's the person is developing it now at Gram. Anyway, um, and when you look at the downloads, they have been declining, but at the same time, the revenues haven't been. So that kind of tells the power of of Zynga's ability to run games, uh, their, their product management, their their live operation power, so so they have been they have been doing really great. Uh, Zynga Poker naturally the, the the cash cow of the company, but but even even other other games like Wizard of Casino, Hitted Rich, CSR Racing, as well as Wizard of Oz Match are are all bringing good chunk of revenue. Not to mention Word with Friends, Words with Friends, which is not usually shown in 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 App Annie or Sensor Tower because the in app purchase revenue is quite small compared to the uh, the great. Uh, ad revenue that 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 game is making so in short when you look at their portfolio and kind of divide it into into um, different uh, categories um, and subcategories uh, when when you look at the puzzle which is one of which is the by far the biggest category uh, in in casual games um, Zynga has actually two games there the Willy Wonka as well as well as the Wizard of Oz, um, and I believe the uh, the Willy Wonka. No, wait a minute. You, either of those is the new one now in soft launch coming out. It might be that Willy Wonka Match Three game. And before that, they have been developing that engine for a good while. They had the Farmville Match Three, then was the uh, the Ice Age and so forth. So so they have been building their expertise in in, in Match Three, and then and pretty much every game has been better than the than the one before. Because the uh, the optimization is extremely important in those games, so I, so I believe that that Zynga will be able to to carve their spot in puzzle, and that's a that's a big category. In casino, both on slots and poker, there they are one of the best companies out there, uh, especially in poker. Uh, Zynga poker has been uh, a huge game for for as long as we remember. Uh, but you know, there was that one point when they tried to redo that game that was a disaster. But after that, the the game bounced back, and and it is uh, one of the one of the top two, top three poker games in the world. Uh, on slots, it's more competitive business. I mean, there's there's a lot of great slots companies, and and all of them are making tremendous revenue. And, and Zynga is one of those. So it is a top five slots company with with Hit It Rich, with 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 um and and, uh, and other other um slot slot games. They will mention their their pretty much only category defining game, which is Words with Friends. Um, so it's it's largely untouchable. They re-release it once in once in two years add new elements um but mainly drive a tremendous amount of 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 free users through featuring and and just re-releasing the game and, and some more in-app purchases but 
but that game has been doing better and better year after year. Uh, and on simulation front, Zynga has been weak for, for a long while. Um, Farmville Countryscape, I believe, launched on mobile um, almost five years ago. So it, it, it be, it's been a hot second since they had a, a you know top grossing simulation game. There was a Farmville Tropic Escape, but that did significantly worse than, than, than Countryscape. And it was essentially more of a reskin and a little bit of an improvement, but had the same theme as the as the um, Paradise Bay from King coming in later than Paradise Bay. And Paradise Bay had probably like, uh, I can't pull the number, but about 100 million downloads. So so it was uh, it was the, kind of the same game in, in, uh, in, in two months or three months time. But since buying the um, the, the ground games, they have a, a top simulation game in their category, and that is Merge Dragons. Uh, Merge Dragons have been growing for, for as long as we remember. Uh, ever since the launch, and it's it's a huge cash cow. It's a it's a proper simulation game with with incredible in app purchase revenues coming in every month. So that's the kind of analysis of of Zynga's portfolio. And and as as Eric you said, there most of these games are old. Uh, most of most of the stuff that is coming in is is coming through the optimization of the operations. Um, and and oh, I, I forgot to mention there's the racing category naturally that that Zynga pretty much owns with the CSR racing. So so that's that's another one. But yeah, so their 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 uh, their portfolio is is solid. The only thing that they're missing is uh, is a mid core game, uh, a, a proper battler. It didn't happen with Dawn of Titans. It didn't happen with Empires and Allies, and and they haven't launched uh, a mid core game in, in in over four years. So so that's the kind of like the biggest hole in their portfolio. Looking at the uh, the different categories. Um, yeah, please continue, guys. Yeah, so just just like quick summary for our audience, Zynga, great at live ops optimization. They've been optimizing the company for the last couple of years, significantly um, raised EBITDA in particular. Not great at new games, at least recently. Um, haven't launched any new games in 2018. Um, and so... You know, given that, given the current cost of the company, which is probably going to be in the you know four billion plus price range. So, taking it back to the original question, who 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 do you guys think is a buyer? And from my perspective, I think if it's Western, if it's a Western company, it's probably EA or Ubisoft. And of, of those two, my money's on EA. Just given that the you know current management team does have eight former EA execs. And if it's an Asian company, um, my money is on Gung Ho, uh, the, the Puzzle and Dragons guys. But I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Who do you think is this buyer or or this company who has at least approached them to acquire the company? I would I, for, for the EA thing. I think there's definitely product synergy between the two companies. There's no doubt about that. I think the real challenge is and the inside baseball thing is I don't think Andrew, the CEO of EA, is all that interested in in mobile. I don't think he's really interested in making big investments in mobile and for someone, you know, his tenure is relatively short so far at EA and to do a $5 billion acquisition or $4 billion acquisition, the biggest acquisition EA has ever made, um, is probably unlikely. Um, the second reason I would say is Frank is not likely to go going to have a role at EA. Um, and, uh, and I don't know if that's kind of what Frank wants to be doing. Frank Jabot for the CEO of, of Zynga. Right. Um, now, ultimately, it will be a shareholder decision, but you know, I'm sure Frank will have his, his say. Uh, the other thing is the deal is dilutive, meaning that um, EA's co the combined company will have less earnings per share than than 
EA standalone, which is a really tough thing for um, investors to really uh, uh, accept um, in general. So it makes it tougher to do just because, you know, even though Zynga is profitable, it doesn't make, make very much money relative. To right. Um, right. And then finally, like, I think there's been some historical pushback about casino and poker games um, from the board of EA and, and shareholders in general of getting into that style of business. That may have been alleviated over time, but that could be a concern um, or pushback potentially from the board at EA. Um, and, and fundamentally, I think it's more, more of a strategic value maybe to an Asian company. I, I, Gung Ho is not a bad example, or NetMarble, which seems to need a little bit of revenue this year versus last year, uh, given some of their poor uh, execution this year. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think EA, EA would be tough. It would be a tough, a tough acquisition for EA <clears throat> to uh, swallow. So um, I'm I'm gonna give a, a, a contradictory opinion. Not not that it's um, I'm giving a more an opinion on why should EA buy Zynga. That that's the, that's the more part of it. So uh, EA has been you know EA has been a pretty much powerhouse on mobile ever since mobile games started. So they they've been growing year after year, both in terms of downloads and in revenue since 2012, since 2010, since since as long as the as the data shows on on. On sensor tower but the thing is like during the last year was their first pretty much down year uh they they this this past year they released only one game and the and overall the amount of games they have been releasing has been going down get down significantly year after year so this year they released only a single game and that was uh sims mobile and that game didn't do well at all it was a it was a follow-up title to existing sims sims free to play title that is already six seven years six, seven years old, and, and that title, uh, Sims Mobile, did significantly worse after development time of years uh, and then a really, really difficult development time in, in Redwood City. So so it's safe to say that their growth has uh, stopped and, and and almost the EA Mobile is, is declining at this moment. Their most prominent hits are Sims Free to Play, SimCity Build It, Real Racing, Madden, FIFA, Plants vs. Zombies, Simpsons, NBA Live, and and of course, the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. So they have a very wide portfolio. Nevertheless, most of those games are getting quite old, uh, and, and because they're legacy titles, they're they're you know pretty safe to have in that sense. Is that they're in that long tail phase. Uh, they're not really dependent on new installs. They're dependent on on solid live operations, and and there's not really competitors coming in to, for those games because it's really hard to pull a player out from a game they've been playing for years. Then again, Madden and, and FIFA and NBA Live, they have an excellent business model where, where essentially those games are relaunched every year uh, with the start of the season. And then EA is making huge improvements in those uh, every year. And then there's the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. but actually, one, just to interject really quickly, I, to, your, that, to your, actually, I'm kind of re-emphasizing your point. Madden is actually down relatively, like almost 50% yeah. from last year because of the changes that they made yeah. this year, which is just not good for them because that is their kind of like cash cow um we'll see what happens with fifa but yeah you're you're absolutely right and that that kind of puts us in, in into this down down year is that madden is significantly down and, and uh, i personally i'm not following madden that much because uh well because it's a american football game that i don't understand anything about and i played the latest season and when i uh, just anecdotally i couldn't understand i could understand even less i i played I played the previous one more, but but this one I could understand even less. But yeah, that's true. And and what they're doing is is they're they're taking usually the best practices from Madden and putting it into NBA Live and 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 as well as as the uh, the FIFA 
the good part about that is even even though this might be a low year for Madden, uh, they will able to rebuild that game again and relaunch it next year uh, with the next season and kind of come back through that. So so we've we've seen that happening with that game all the time. Uh, but but overall, the 2018 looks to be their first proper down year. If the last year was was more of a stable uh, or, or small growth, this this is the first one when they're they're actually declining, and the decline is down due to the lack of new launches and as well as the success of the new launches. Sims Mobile definitely not a hot game, even you know good, well made game, nice game, but but couldn't really compete in today's market. And their their latest game in soft launch is Command and Conquer Rivals. And even though it's it's a fun game, it's a it's a great looking game as always. The production values at EA are high. Uh, it's very questionable that that game can go head to head against Clash Royale. So it's going against the biggest competitor who's making over thirty million of net revenue today in a month, and into a category or subcategory where where games like with similar games with Star Wars IP, with with um, with Titanfall IP, and others have failed. So. So uh, it's it's arguable that that game won't succeed just because the competition is is it's it's a monopoly of a of category. So overall, the revenues that that the company is making, the net revenues are you know between that three fifty to four hundred million dollars. I mean by company, I mean EA Mobile, uh, and the biggest breadwinner is is naturally Star Wars Galaxy of F- Heroes, and and um, and Madden. So those two are making over fifty percent of the revenue. And with Madden being down, that that significantly decreases the uh, the revenues of the whole company. Other ones are Sims Free to Play, Sims City Build It, NBA Live, and FIFA, but they're bringing all of between five to ten percent of revenues. And on the download side, we, we we can see that the downloads are are down, just like with most big most big publishers. But in the case of of EA, the, the revenues are actually down as well compared to Zynga, where the downloads are down thirty percent, but the revenues kept the same. So so that kind of speaks of the Zynga's ability to to optimize their games and run them run them in a, in a good way. So um, overall, what would be happen if the portfolios would be combined? And that's that's how I kind of get to this point is that saying first that EA has has some issues with their portfolio and they are having a down year. And and on the other hand, when we look at the sort of a categories of casino, racing game, license sports, simulation, RPG, arcade, words with friends and puzzles and, and that kind of thing, their portfolio combined becomes very interesting and very holistic. So they would have the casino games covered with if, if EA and Zynga would merge the casino games through the slots and poker. They'd be in racing games with full force with CSR racing, Need for Speed, Real Racing. So they'd almost own the whole racing category. Licensed sports, again, covered. Madden, FIFA, NBA, UFC, all of those games. NHL probably at some point. And simulation, Zynga has been going weak after having that as their strong leg before. So currently with only Merge Dragons and, and Old Farmville. But now they would have The Sims, The SimCity, The Simpsons coming in. So they would be for strong again in the simulation category. Zynga has nothing in mid-core. Well, EA would bring the RPG here with the Star Wars. As well as Zynga would be developing another Star Wars game. So that creates a nice place for cross promotion and takes away that competition when it comes to the cpis as has the as the two would be competing if if they don't if they don't combine the forces um on the words in arcade you have the plants versus zombies you have the words with friends and again uh zinga would come in with the puzzle category with their wizard draws with willy wonka and i know popcap is doing some some puzzle games so there's synergy over there so um so i i think like that combined portfolio uh, they would fill kind of each other's weak spots, and because of that, I I, I consider that would be a very massive uh, 
massive player on the market. And, and that's why I, I personally like Zynga and EA coming in together. And again, just talking on the point that they know how to work together because Zynga is, is you know, has been considered always as the mini EA with, with all the all the execs and, and all the key leaders on the teams being from, from EA, as well as all the operational processes, the way they lead game teams, the way they manage are, are very EA driven. Now there's the Zynga caveat, the Zynga thing of, of, of a very product driven approach when coming to optimization, but overall game development follows the same guidelines and hence it would be very easy to lead it uh, and, and, and very easy to merge them together. Unlike merging Zynga and Gung Ho, which is like putting in fire and water together because they're very different. Okay. So just quickly in recap. So um, in terms of who is the buyer, is it EA? Uh, Eric says no for financial reasons, um, especially with respect to impact on earnings. Mishka says say yes, please. yes for, strategic <laughs> <laughs> for, for strategic reasons. Um yeah, and and me, I I, I don't know. I, I think yeah, um, I I think you might be right though, Eric. Just because I, I do think that um, the impact of sort of management incentive in these kinds of deals is 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 often um, understated. Uh, so 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 yeah. And now, in terms of the what's, what's, Asian, well, the other the other wrinkle to this is they announced a few months ago that um, the stock options of the management team would be automatically vested in in case of any type of acquisition. <laughs> and so there was some speculation back then that they would they're like putting themselves up for sale so right. this kind of leads to the same kind of conclusion that they are looking for potential buyers which is interesting because i never thought frank would be i mean on a speculative note and from from what my friends know who know frank and i know frank a little bit anyway is that i don't think his goal of becoming ceo of zynga was to sell to a big company particularly selling to ea which i think ea kind of you know, shafted him to some degree, did not give him the CEO role. And the idea of like selling himself to EA just seems kind of not his, his personality. Um, but ultimately money talks and the board is, you know, ultimately responsible and the shareholders will ultimately decide whether or not to do an acquisition. Um, and so, you know, they could sell out to EA. But what I would say is that from EA's perspective, their broader strategy is more about subscription and, 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 high quality content subscriptions. And this does not really fit their kind of mode of, of, of future growth that they've kind of stated to investors. So even though mobile is a really important part of the video game ecosystem, um, their kind of strategy is to go after, you know, streaming subscriptions or console subscriptions or PC subscriptions. That's kind of where they're kind of leading the charge for their uh, long-term growth uh, vector. So. Um, so anyway, even if it's not EA, I think there is an incentive for Zynga to sell at this point, but, um, uh, but I think it's more likely a Asian developer that wants to get into the West to have some kind of, uh, hold in the West and also potentially bring their content to the West, which hasn't done so well in the past, but still people <laughs> keep trying to do it. Um, you know, NetMarble is struggling in, in the West right now, I think. I don't think their their acquisition strategy of acquiring Kabam and integrating those operations have been very successful. So, um, Yeah, and that's, that's why I would like not think NetMarble, just because, you know, my experience with some of these Korean companies is sort of once burned, twice shy. So, you know, clearly the Kabam acquisition did not turn out the and way they have Jam City, too. 
Yeah, that's that, that's that's right. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I you know I, I could be wrong here, but I I think they're going to be gun shy. In my opinion, um, gung ho is is kind of weird, but I I think it might make sense. At least the the older Sone brother is like doing a a lot of you know aggressive moves in terms of um, you know uh, stuff outside of Japan and acquiring stuff um, all over the place. Um, you know, I don't think it's Tencent just because Tencent hasn't really, you know, um, acquired companies outright. They're, they're more about, it seems like minority investments. So I don't know. I, I, it's, you know, this is a big mystery in terms of who, who is, who is this company that's, that's been, that has approached Zynga. Um, yeah. And for Tencent, I don't, I don't think they match their profile. I mean, they match, they look for very profitable companies that they can acquire like, you know, King and, and, um, well, at least the Clash of Clans, Supercell at one point was super profitable. I mean, sure, they're still super profitable, but not nearly as big as they used to be. Um, the problem with Zynga is they're not that profitable, and their potential of profitability is a little bit limited given the scope or the number of games that they have. You know, when you talk about King, I mean, they really only have two games that are driving the majority of their revenue, so that makes it almost ultimately mm-hmm. scalable and, and <laughs> profitable. With, with Zynga, that's never going to be the case or very unlikely going to be the case given how many titles are driven are driving their revenue words with friends and poker and slots right. and other games. So, yeah. And that, that kind of, for me, that leads to a second question. So what do you think in terms of the current market cap, you know, which is probably going to be anywhere from three, three and a half to 4 billion. Like, are, are they even a good deal at that price or, or like likely it's going to have to be higher for, for, for a company to acquire them? Well, from a, there's from an investment perspective, in this market, they're actually in a place where I think they can continue to grow their uh, their share price because expectations are relatively low and <laughs> they can execute against those expectations. Um, but do I think they can create a hit that's like a top 10, top even top 20 hit? Probably not, right? Uh, on a consistent basis. I don't know even know if they have the studios to do that at this point, really. I mean, I think that's far more speculative. Yeah, so, and I think I think um, Mishka, you mentioned that as well last week when we talked mm-hmm. about Nintendo and Zynga, right? That um, you, you felt like they didn't, they just really didn't have um, the ability to create a, a yeah. It comes to their their core competence. Like we've seen, they're really great at optimization. They're really great at product management. But the the, the flip side of that coin is you're not creative. Uh, it's, it's just it's just the nature of the, of the beast. Like that's if that's what you have. But Zynga has been also pretty good with user acquisition. Uh, not user acquisition. I mean uh, mergers and acquisitions. So the companies that they have acquired are now one of their top products. So so that's that's always um, always um, a possible strategy, and that's always been the way how they grow their portfolio rather than uh, shipping games internally. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from my perspective, yeah, I'm not, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think, you know, since, since we talked last week, I, I've been more and more negative on Zynga and just, just kind of researching the company more. Um, cause I agree. Yeah. They, they've done a great job in terms of like, you know, um, optimization, um, improving the, the, you know, sort of, um, the, the financials of the companies, but, but I I also have got to think that a lot of the gains have, have already been tapped. You know, and so, so another question is like, where can Zynga improve? You know, like, and it seems like there, there's, there's certainly a lot of growth because from, from, from uh, ads, which is kind of maxed out, you know, 
um, optimizing their old, older titles, you know, is that maxed out? So, so I'm, I'm not sure, like they, they were saying that they were going to be able to get like, you know, um, I, I think their current EBITDA margin is at like 19%, which is, um, you know, a, a, a big step up from, from earlier. I think it was 14% in the, in the, in the quarter a year ago. Um, they're providing guidance that they can get it up to 30%, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going to be getting a lot of these gains. Yeah, um, they, they really need an outsized hit to hit those targets. And right, my concern is right. that natural motion, despite how well CSR is doing, it's probably doing better than I expected. That team has never really created anything but CSR that's been successful. Donna Titans was kind of a train wreck. They're about right. they're all about quality as opposed to you know playability on mobile, which is always a disaster. Um, and so now they have the Star Wars license in which they can create something amazing um, after getting the license from EA. But the reality of it is, is I don't know if they have the capability or the, the bodies out there because you know the people that have left um, are pretty significant that they can build a game that's going to have a real material success that they need in order to hit the 30% targets. So that's my long-term yeah, well, concern of the company. But the reality of it is expectations are relatively low so they can probably hit their targets with what their skew plan has right now yeah and so they've got like what five titles coming out in 2019 but um yeah i i think of those titles probably star wars is is probably the most promising but given that you know i'm, I'm kind of worried about star wars because it seems like the you know the the, the gameplay that matches with star wars like the those those game genres have already been been taken with Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes, and EA has also announced announced like a you know March Battle 4X type of type of game. Yeah, I mean EA's EA's 4X team game is terrible. That, that game, oh, is it? Okay, be a train wreck. <laughs> both, both, EA, both EA's games, both EA's games that are in in soft launch, Man and Conquer, and and they're which, disasters. which one is the other other oh. um, disasters game in, in okay. soft launch? Yeah, yeah, but but what's the other one? The Command and Conquer game. Oh, Star That's Wars uh, 4X. Star Wars strategy game. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's soft launch. Damn. It might be in, in public or private beta. Yeah. I, it's, damn. it's not good. <laughs> That's not. Okay. Really? But even Warner Brothers was able to make a 4X game with Game of Thrones with <laughs> their CPIs being during the season as low as like about $10. They spent a long time yeah, on this. I, I happen <laughs> to know the well, budget though. for that. It was, it was yeah. It, it, it will take a second to recuperate that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, just maybe, maybe taking it back to the, to the buyers. So if anyone, you know, who should buy Zing? And so, so, you know, Mishka, you made an argument that strategically EA should buy Zynga, but is there anyone else that we can think of? Is, do we think that any other company should be the company that buys them? I mean, I, I think Gung Ho is a good one because uh, Gung Ho hasn't done anything. I think you made this one. I, I don't want to take it from you, but, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, they've really not made any games since Puzzles and Dragons, which continues to deliver month after month after month in Japan, which is remarkable. Um, but they really have not designed or developed anything else besides, you know, um, you know I don't know, product placement let, let within throw, Gung Ho. Right. Let me throw out a name that I think would not work because of the culture mm, clash. But no. what, what do you guys think about Nintendo? No. <laughs> okay. Because first of all, the gambling, there's just no way right. they would allow okay. gambling games or any type of social casino games in their portfolio. 
period. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's still, you know, the, the Japanese companies out there, DNA, Gree, um, you know, the Gree, I think Gree's kind of, kind of burnt, but you know. Yeah. Both Gree and DNA got burned in the West. I don't think they're going to be back. Right. Um, cyber agent. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the, the moral of the story here is like, we, we really don't know. Um, but clearly if it's a Western company, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's gotta be EA if, if it's a Western company and if it's an Asian company. Um, yeah, I agree with Eric. It probably of, of the names, it's probably gung ho. Um, okay. Um, so we've, uh, maybe we can take this back to Zynga then. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess last question for me about Zynga is, you know, um, so, so, I think they've got five games in development. You guys had mentioned them. Uh, what could be a big hit for them? Like, you know, so, so clearly they've, they've done well in terms of optimization, but um, you know, if, if, if they are going to have a title that I breaks out, what, what, what that could it be for simulation them? games, especially a game coming in from Helsinki would be, would has, has one of the highest chances to succeed. Um, I. Okay. No, that's, that's a, Is that that's a, inside that's a information since you're wish. friends with that team? <laughs> that's a, yeah, the friendship definitely affects that, but it's more of a personal <laughs> okay. wish. But no, not really. It's um, it's just based on the talent of the team as well as their ability to deliver multiple games. There are very few people in the games industry that have been able to ship one good game, one hit game. And there's so many less who have been able to ship two good games. So... Those guys have. They've shipped two great games, two hits in a row. And um, I think they are on a roll. And I think they have one of the best potentials, one of the best teams that Zynga honestly has. And it's so far removed from the HQ, which allows them to concentrate on working. And um, I, I just I just think that, that they have what, probably the best chance of, of delivering a hit game. And um, I'm, I'm not sure when, that, when the game that they're developing is coming, but... But from all I've heard, it looks very promising. Yeah, I, I actually 100% agree. I think um, I tell my clients all the time that the only hope they really have to a big hit is if the Helsinki team can uh, can execute against the Farmville game. I think this is the third simulation game they've done. Is that um, public? For Farmville. Um, and because is that it's public that they're doing a Farmville? What's that? In Helsinki simulation game yeah i think so okay yeah. they've talked about it yeah because they acquired yeah. the team from ea that built sim yeah, city yeah, yeah. was my understanding and so and though the sim city game did did well and it certainly monetized real early really well this didn't have a long-term monetization curve um so if they can fix that problem and use and leverage the farmville name for acquisition and 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 uh and uh so this this is farmville build it is that is that what we're I talking about i don't know about? if it's public so i can't comment and they're gonna oh well as far as i that's how i understand it so i think that game is the most if not you heard it here <laughs> that seems to be the game that's the most promising for them um however the Wooly wonka match i think is doing well too i think they just don't need the revenue and they're kind of waiting to optimize yeah. it as much as possible so they can release it for next year so Eric have another um have another growth 
a good game for me. Eric, do you, you know what game the Helsinki team is going to work on next? Is it a Star Wars Relax. game? Uh, no. JK saw a Star Wars pinball machine in their office. He was like, oh, they're making a Star Wars game. That's it. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, you have you know. have to have significantly bigger team for that one. Uh, so, Eric, I yeah. wanted to ask one thing about about the uh, the EA and their investors. So, have their investors been asking EA to 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 you know to pump up their mobile game, or is it just be is it is is mobile still just a curiosity for them? Well, no. What's ironic is they just pre-announced. Uh, revenue this year and based upon poor performance of a battlefield in the market, like in terms of pre-orders and such and expectations in general, but also because of mobile, because they felt that Sims didn't deliver as, what's the, as much as they'd wanted and in which you had mentioned earlier, um, as well as their expectations for their um, titles that are in uh, soft launch uh, to be released later than expected. But I would say that <laughs> they mean that those games are just not tracking well from the KPI perspective and they're not going to do well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're on, I mean, there is some concerns about mobile in general. And, and when I listen to you talk about it, it's like to some point, maybe, maybe the CEO of EA is going to feel compelled or pressured to do something in mobile because it is one of the high, fastest growing businesses in, in, in the world in terms of games and, and they're just not doing well. Right. Um, and they're not growing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the other argument you can make is like if you think about the overall market size of mobile relative to console, PC, and the growth, that if you're a games company, you, you've got to have a stronger strategy against mobile, and so that 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 may be you know you know uh, regardless of the impact to, to earnings, maybe a strong enough argument if if there is a strategic yeah. But I also if, if, if a Michigan's Chinese company buys market. them, like like I I think what Activision is doing with Tencent is is really great. I mean. Activision's moved more into mobile and it's clearly stated that they are going to be, you know, a big player in mobile and, they, and that company is, is organized around franchises. So now the Call of Duty is in the works with with uh, with, with Tencent's uh, top top studio. I don't remember what the studio is called, like Tim Tim or something like that. Um, the results are going to be great. Like what's what's coming out of that is is, is awesome versus what's coming out of, of King is uh, just a big curiosity. Like, I don't think they have been able to move forward with that Call of Duty game. Meanwhile, the Chinese are ready to ship with a team of 100 or 150, a new Call of Duty game, just <laughs> rocking and rolling. So so if Zynga can partner up with a, with a Chinese, if Chinese company buys them, they'll be well off as well. Uh, I think I think that would be a, a good 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 fit. Chinese are Chinese yeah. like optimization. They really do like optimization. They like <laughs> quarter over quarter revenue. They're not about sporadic growth. So that would be a that would be a good fit compared to gung ho. Yeah, and you know, just kind of thinking out of the box a little bit, I, I think that some of the names that we haven't thought about would be names outside of gaming. Like, for example, let's say Microsoft. Uh, they've been more active on the console and PC space in terms of acquiring uh, development studios. Um, against their planned subscription services, or even a you know a, a company that's not in mobile but in gaming, like like a Riot, for example. But um, I, I guess there is you know, we'll we'll maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't if if uh, you know if this if this acquisition doesn't happen. But you know those could potentially be some of the other um, bidders in, in, in yeah. this. Yeah, so uh, I think in, it's good uh, to end you know, here and then just tell people to to tweet. And send us messages. I've been I've been getting some messages from from some investment 
uh, <laughs> funds since I've been talking about those. So it's been pretty funny. I'm not going to mention anybody, but they've really enjoyed the analysis, especially when it's been about their competitors. Um, uh, so so uh, keep those messages coming and and, um, and tell us who you think is, is the one buying Zynga. And if it's somebody we missed, like we most likely did, we've been a lot talking about why EA, why EA and why not EA and why some big Chinese company or why or who else, but, but it would be great to, to hear from our listeners is like, who do you think it could be? All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for having me on for this. Uh, this Thank podcast. you Eric, for yeah, making thanks, it more adult. Thanks for, and, thanks for being on Eric. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everybody. I'm going to go and, and drink some tea. <laughs> Bye. All right, bye.